This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. So what do you think? Should lockdowns go into effect right across the country in addition to areas of the GTA and Windsor-Essex to ensure that the COVID-19 numbers don't surge even more? Over the Christmas holidays. I'd like to hear from you on that. 416-360-0740. Toll free 1-866-744-740. Are you in favor of lockdowns uh, while the pandemic rages on? So we have lockdowns in place in both the city of Toronto and region of Peel. Both are set to either be extended or discontinued as of end of day this coming Sunday. There are also the lockdowns in York Region and Windsor-Essex, as I mentioned. Uh, A new Leger survey finds 65% of Canadians support the idea of a general lockdown over the holidays to fight surging cases of COVID-19. The poll also suggests two-thirds of respondents plan to get a COVID-19 vaccine, 16% won't, 18% are not sure. Joining us to discuss these results, Andrew Enns, Vice President of Leger. Good to have you with us again, Andrew. Hi, uh, hi, Jane. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure to be here. Let's talk about the idea of a lockdown first. So 65% of Canadians uh, who you surveyed responded that, yes, a general lockdown is a good idea. Why do you think that that's the case? Well, I, you know, I think it's a, it's a combination of the, uh, of the situation around in, in, in many parts of the country, Ontario, uh, where I'm located in Manitoba, things are, things are not great. The infection rates are, are, uh, are high. Uh, they're setting some records. There's, uh, some daily deaths. So I think in that weighs on people and, and we're trying to do some, uh, you know, some things to try to, try to flatten the curve. I think as well, like the, the it's been an incessant message, I think, for, even before the lockdown, a pretty incessant message from all public health and government, you know, elected officials about, you know, trying to limit activity, uh, stay safe, stay at home. And I, and I think that's also starting to just settle home in terms of, you know, this is what we, this is going to be our lot for this Christmas. I, and yet here in Toronto, the lockdown this time looks very different from the lockdown back in March and April when there was nary a car on busy streets. Everybody yeah. was at home. Uh, now I don't know whether it's because we've gotten used to the social distancing and the masking, but it's a lot busier out there, even though it's a quote unquote lockdown. Jane, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, we, Leger has been tracking for like weekly since, since mid-March on this, on this topic. And we found some data, some interesting data we were asking in the, in the summer where we were asking people about, um, you know, how diligent they were on practicing all kind of the, the top five public health measures, you know, cough, wash your, disinfect your hands and wash your hands regularly, keep your distance, cough and, you know, sneeze into your elbow. And we were finding back in the uh, late summer, early fall, people were starting to relax. Mm. And I think, I think uh, what's happening is, 
unlike the the first wave, the second wave, which is by all by all counts been more significant, more serious than the first wave. Certainly, we're you know in large parts of the country, people are just not responding the same way, um, and and it's uh, I think there's a tiredness. I think for some, I uh, you know I think there's an economic reality for some that they can't if they can if they can find some work they're going to go to work and that may not have been the case in in you know uh you know march april early may mm-hmm. and uh and so you know because I, honestly jane i see the exact same thing uh you know in in manitoba and winnipeg and and we've been in lockdown for for almost a month now and um still very busy especially around malls so how did you pose that question to the respondents then, where 65% like the idea, which presumably means Canadians are now very concerned about the spiking daily numbers and related deaths, uh, and yet they're still going out while saying that they are, are in favor of lockdowns? Right. Well, you know, I, I guess the, you know, uh, there's a bit of a, a, a bit of a contradiction in, in their in their sense of, uh, you know they they uh, they want to do what they can to tackle the pandemic. I think in part, you know, we we put the phrase for the holiday season in there, so maybe they're feeling well. I'm going to yes. take some time off, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll do that. Um, but uh, I really do think it'll be very interesting when we get through near you know the new year into the first week of January, and what are what are people going to uh, you know ex- what are the expectations then uh, in terms of what next. Andrew Enns is with us, Vice President of Leger. I'm curious if you are planning to do uh, another survey before Christmas uh, to see if people are planning to stick within their household. Um, it was early in December there was a survey which suggested right. about 50 percent um would not stick exactly to their household, that either they would flout the guidelines altogether or they would adapt to have people over, but with precautions in place. Right. I don't know if we're going to, if we're going to have time to go in and get another, uh, another data point, but it, it, it's an interesting question. We asked that question early on and, and you're, uh, you're right. Our numbers were in around that 50, uh, I think 50, between 50 and 60%. I did see another data point. I think it was last week that, it it didn't show uh it showed a lot of people uh uh you know uh, uh having smaller gatherings but whether or not they were going to keep strictly to their household i think that's still an open question and i think for authorities they've got to be a bit concerned because a lot point to the thanksgiving time mm-hmm. um where people didn't uh you know, people had bigger gatherings, and as a result, you saw a significant uptick in infections, uh, you know, two to three weeks after. Your your colleague, uh, Executive Vice President Christian Bork, says with the holidays coming up, Canadians are basically saying, buckle up, there are a few weeks left. So yeah. that that means there's some self-sacrifice happening out there. There is. Yeah, for sure. I think there is. I think they, uh, you know, Canadians want to, uh, you know, want to get through. What we ask an interesting question. We've been tracking this for from I think from almost the beginning. Do you feel? Do you feel you're in the? Are we in the worst of the crisis, or is the worst of the crisis still to come, uh-huh. or have we been through the worst? And we've got a majority of Canadians, the first time ever, are saying we are in the worst of it right now. This is the worst. I think in part. 
Uh, and, and that kind of feeds into, I think, what you just said, um, Jane, and, and my colleague was talking about is that, you know, this is the time. Let's put our head down. The vaccine's on. You know, we we see some hope with the vaccine. Uh, we know it's going to take time, but 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 it's going to be uh, hopefully progress, and and hopefully this is the worst it's going to be. Yes, even if it's another year before we're all vaccinated in Canada, uh, just knowing when the finish line will be, I think, provides reassurance for people, even if it does mean another year or eight to ten months. Sure. And, you know, and I think and, and from what I what I hear from public health officials and elected officials is that they're going to be very strategic about where these vaccines are going to be going first. And my hope would be is if, if we can, um, you know, uh, uh, basically cocoon some of the long term care facilities and protect our health care workers. So the strain on our system uh, eases, uh, I, I think that on its own is going to have a positive impact, even if you know, 70% of the rest of the population is still uh, is still waiting to get vaccinated well into 2021. The, the, the sooner we can kind of protect uh, some of these some of these um, these vulnerable populations and these critical populations, it will make the, the situation, I think, feel better. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Uh, your poll, Andrew, also suggests two thirds of respondents plan to get a COVID-19 vaccine. 18% not sure, 16% won't get one. You'll always have that percentage that uh, will not get any kind of vaccine. But two-thirds of respondents planning to get it, that that number is a bit more encouraging than it's been in the past. We Yes, uh, yes, Jay, we've seen that number slowly track upward. Uh, I think uh, Back in the in the in the early part of the fall, we were in around sixty percent. I think even under sixty percent, and it slowly made its way up. Now um, uh, it was up a point from a couple weeks ago, and and um, so I think that is good news. I I hope um, you know as the vaccines become a reality and, and people start to see them in the in you know in their daily news. Uh, you know I I saw some some news last night of of uh, you know some individuals being vaccinated in in uh, in the Toronto area. Yes, I think uh, you know we and hopefully um, you, we see with that public health officials providing more information about about the um, you know the side effects and and some of the questions people have. I think that it will, you know, I think this number, as you say, it's never going to be 100%, but we start to get into that 70%. I think I heard some, some you know, uh, doctors say that that starts to make a real difference if you can if you can get that into that extent in the population. Right, because then you get into herd immunity. I think um, uh, right. one of the health experts was saying that uh, fairly recently, that once you have 70%, uh, oh, I know who it was. It was Dr. Barbara Yaffe, our Associate Medical Officer of Health here in Ontario. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. So they're hoping to get to that stage by July, August. So that could really turn things around. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I think I, I think for government, the, the only thing I'll say is that it, it's it's the, the these numbers also, though I think indicate, especially the the don't know population, uh, which you need to move, is that I think you, like this is still going to be an effort. Government's going to have to communicate, be clear, um, you know, pre- present. For be transparent about about what's uh, what's going on with these vaccines and how they've come about and how they've been tested, because uh, you know there there is some skepticism. We know that in the population, and there's also a, there's always an undercurrent of 
of you know misinformation on on uh, on things that I think it's really important the government not be complacent about you know now we have a vaccine everybody will just get it on their own. Andrew, thanks for sharing the insights of your latest polling. Uh, really appreciate it, Jan. I enjoyed the conversation. You have a good rest of your day. Me too. You as well. Andrew Enns, Vice President of Leger. Jane for Libby, back with you one more day tomorrow. Look forward to that. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.